Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 10. Welcome to the Dingus and Dongus debacle. Debacle. <laughs> debacle. <laughs> we've, we've reached double digits, episode 10. Yeah. This time we went with Pretty Deadly, out on Image Comics, started back in 2013, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and art by Emma Rios. Mm-hmm. Now, I was pretty excited when you um, when you brought brought up a Pretty uh, Pretty Deadly because I was a big fan of uh, DeConnick's run of Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. I thought it was fucking fantastic. <clears throat> so I was really interested in like seeing reading some of her other stuff. Well, I I had wanted to read a Western, right? That wasn't, like, preacher-ish. But it wasn't right. preacher. Right. Um, and... <laughs> what? what an idiot. <laughs> Goblin, uh, our, our roommate's uh, little kitten, just <laughs> head-butted? Jumped straight up yeah. into a glass table. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. But no, uh, I was wanting a Western. And I remember a while back I picked up a few issues of this and then fell off for whatever reason. And it came up when I was, like, searching, basically, for Westerns. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to, we should finish that. Yeah. And I'm glad I did, or we did. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed this book. It was, in a word, like, a romantic book. Yeah. but, But without... It'd be sappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's exploring other aspects of love. Yes. Just not not necessarily like romantic, kissy kissy love. One thing to note: there's three volumes out. Yep. And they're all separate, kind of self-contained stories. Uh, the first one is a western. Yep. Second one is more more of. It was a war story. Yeah, it's more of a war story. And third is kind of like a noir. Yep. So I didn't realize that it would bounce between basically three settings and three genres. Right. I mean, there's there's threads that connect them all. Obviously. Right. There's uh characters that that show up in all these like these main characters. They're reapers. Yep. And uh, it's I guess it kind of shows their their involvement in in uh, our world th- throughout time. Going back to the the war one. Is also funny because queued up in my head was also to find a war story, like oh, okay. a war comic book. Yeah. So I got like two for one in this. There you go. And then the noir is like right up your alley. Oh yeah. And partially kind of wedges in to a few tracks of the album we're gonna talk about later. Yeah. Too. So yeah. it's kind of a nice little tie together. And on that note, the noir one definitely was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that one fucking ruled. Well, they all ruled. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it. In different it. ways. Yeah. Um, the first one, um, the western, it's kind of told. It felt like you're reading, uh, like a mythology. Right. I was brought back to like, uh, like middle school or whatever, and discovering Greek mythology and all the gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where. It doesn't necessarily like give you a whole bunch of details, but like these big, broad brushstrokes of like uh, this other world. 
And I thought that was pretty neat. Well, and to double down on that, some of the artwork is kind of like that, a mm -hmm. little abstract and really interesting page layouts. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Sometimes, very few times, I should say, it was a little confusing for me. Yeah. But for the most part, I liked the abstract nature of a lot of the page layouts and the lack of panels right. and how it still flowed. And it was, I just thought it was excellent. Yeah. Um, the, the art can get a bit confusing at times, but you end up picking up what, what you were kind of missing through uh, by, I guess, looking at it more and, yeah. and using context to fill in the, the gaps. Yeah. Well, I noticed, like... I would definitely sit there and stare at a page when I was confused yeah. because it was interesting enough to make me like focus and try and figure out what's going on rather than when in a lot of cases I just want to turn the page. It's right. Like, eh, fuck it. I don't care enough. Right. So like one example of that is uh, very early on in uh, volume one where um, is these uh, a bunch of little close-ups and I wasn't quite sure what was going on and like seeing these splashes of color and like shapes. But then when I flipped the uh, flipped the page, I saw what it was depicting. Like kind of zoomed, zoomed out, out a bit, and then I, I saw anything. Oh, okay. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was the the uh, the condor girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was like a close up to, of the condor, but like kind of in a weird part of right. it. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't quite sure what I was looking at, and then the next page was like, oh, it's a girl wearing a condor. I, that's another thing. I, there was a lot of magical realism throughout mm -hmm. as far as, I guess, creatures and yeah. spiritualism. Right. I guess you could say that. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. I, I was trying to figure out what place, because throughout all three stories, there's the bone bunny and the mm -hmm. butterfly. And I still don't really understand their place outside of basically narrators. Right. It's, I mean... Uh, I. I kind of want to say, like, at least the butterfly has something to do with um, Big Alice. Okay. Because when she dies, she turns, she turns into butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. And the bunny kind of reminded me of death. Like, the original. The initial, death. yeah. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, I, I, I'm not 100% sure how it necessarily correlates, other than that's what it looks like. Right. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, maybe it so, could just. So be I didn't miss something. I necessarily. Yeah. That we're aware of. No, okay. it could just be a narrative device. Yeah, and I thought it was cute as fuck. Like, yeah. it's like oh, this yeah, is adorable. Like a little, uh, little rabbit telling you butterfly stories, and it's cute. Yep, I like. And it. they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the shtick, right? The the these things are all die, dead people or whatever mm -hmm. creatures. And they're in the what world garden is what it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. And then the reapers go out and do shit. Uh, so how many reapers in total were there? Was I think there's like there could potentially be like an infinite. Infinite, of, right? Yeah, because they're reapers of a concept. Right, and and I was led to believe that the concepts are paired, right? Yeah, it seems like they are, or they're supposed to be. You're right, and that's part of the mission of. Of, of death, I guess, yeah. is to rein these reapers in and yeah. have them in pairs. Right. I, I think or so. Or something like that. Like, something happened to where all the reapers went out into the world and, like, went above or whatever. Well, death died. Right? Well, yeah. But 
another death immediately took over. Right. So, well, did, did they just not like being bossed around by a little girl? Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be bossed around by like a little child in general. Yeah. Like you're a little. Well, I guess you are death though. Yeah. I don't you, know. Technically, you are the boss. <laughs> yeah. Like by blood, really. Yep. Yep. Born into it. Yeah. That's one thing with with this series. Um, there's a lot of ambiguity about like the structure of the world and like these these reapers and like what they're supposed to do right or whatever uh... well they're supposed to do what their concept is like a very good illustration of that was obsession at the end yeah but then why is he in trouble uh well maybe that's a good question i guess supposed to do is maybe not the right phrase what they're naturally inclined to do mm-hmm. is the concept. Right. I don't know what they're supposed to do in the sense of death controlling them. Right. Well, it's, there's a lot of questions that I have, but like overall, it's fine. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy a good mystery. I enjoy like kind of open endedness of a, a fantasy world where you could come up with your own theories of what's what's actually going on. Right. That's kind of fun. Well, and I. I I can agree with that, and I don't feel this story or these stories really left too wide a gaps of questions out yeah. there. Like, it answered what it needed to answer. Right. And then the mysterious stuff could have been intentionally left that way. Well, I guess it was intentionally left that way, because it's not in the book. Right. But it wasn't completely open-ended to where I was just like, what the fuck? Right. You know? It, it told the story that it wanted to tell within each volume. Yep. And everything outside of the scope of the story, that's that's up to you. So, on that, why was the third volume, the Hollywood one, called The Rat? Is it because the man is like a little rat bastard? Maybe. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Because that was very intentionally titled separately, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah. There was, I Reading through it, I assumed there would be this spiritual rat or metaphysical rat right. thing and there wasn't to my knowledge i mean the director was a rat bastard yeah <laughs> True. which sent uh the this dead girl down her path of a suicide, suicide yeah basically. that's brutal it was brutal yeah. that was a good story they're all good stories yeah excellent breeds like, yeah you definitely uh worth checking out there was uh ah hell what was it there was a panel and I think they were in the the World Garden, and it was um, there was oh that's what it was okay so Death was making maybe it wasn't Death but someone in the World Garden was making the miniature garden mm, like yeah. inside the skull or yeah. whatever, and I thought it was a great couple panels there because it had a frog staring and it's just a zoom in on the frog and then mm. the next panel is like a zoom in of a fly yeah and they had three like panic sweats on it. Like you see an anime, it's like, oh yeah. no! And then the third one was that frog's eye like coked out. And I thought it was, that was one of the few funny moments right. in the story for me. Right. And I, it had to have been meant to be some minor comic relief yeah. in the art. But it was funny. It was like, oh, you are so fucked, fly. And it was cute. It was. It was. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's just a really well done cohesive book, story and art and writing 
Right. And it, there's not overuse of dialogue or no. exposition. No. It just feels it moves. perfect. Yeah, it moves along. Yeah. And you never you never feel like you're you're bogged down yep. by by too much exposition or whatever. And the cool thing is, if you wanted to, you could just pick a volume. Yeah, absolutely. So you would obviously pick the third volume. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably still go with the Western. Yeah. It was a nice, like, gritty yeah. story. Yeah, so. it was. For the album, it's, uh, we picked uh, Evangelist, Rides in the Merc. It was uh, put out by the Bemer Morty. The Bebe Morty. It's the same label as uh, as Budas Noir. This is like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, the, the Frenchies. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff on that label. But today we're talking about Evangelist. That is a great album title for the way this album sounds. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect description. It, and there are even moments in their like weird like noise ambient stuff where it's like just wet noises. Yes, yes. It is gross, <laughs> but it's, it sounds cool. There's parts of this album where it's just too murky, really. Yeah. It's like, ugh. I can't pull out some of the shit that's happening right. in the songs. There's but a lot of layers. There, There is. But you listen to maybe 30 seconds a minute of just chaos mm -hmm. and then you get amazing riffs yeah just i don't know how else to it's just amazing groove like, riffs chunky yeah. chunky riffs but if you listen close enough behind the awesome chunky riffs there's like weird stuff happening underneath yeah. the layers and it's just beautiful yeah it's once, really cool once you get past to me just the muck yeah <laughs> like I guess a good description is like sonic churning. Is this it, that's what comes to my head? It's like I'm trying to visualize yeah, that. It's like sound, but in a blender. I was gonna say like in a butter churn. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. And there's slower moments. Yes, <laughs> it's a butter churn. Uh, when they get a little fr uh, frenetic, uh, it's it's like a blender. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's sound being churned. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and and of course, uh, there's these like really cool like ambient noise tracks. Sound design that they do on this album is really cool and well, creepy. It's, it's interesting because it kind of switches genres a little bit, but it still fits. Yeah, the theme and the feel because you get some. Um, like we were talking about earlier, newer sounding stuff, yeah. kind of over uh, perdition. Yeah. Uh, perdition city. city. Yeah. yeah. Stuff going on, and then there's a saxophone, mm -hmm. and then it's chaos. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know how it fits, but it fits. Yeah, it, it works. Um, I think one of my favorite tracks, no, my favorite track is that last track, with the the uh, self title. Yeah. With that like weird acoustic guitar, yep, and and then that riff comes <laughs> in. I was like, <laughs> yes, it fucking rules. It was it was a good listen, mm -hmm. but again, I could have done that with certain. Well, I don't know if I could have got. There were certain parts of songs I just wasn't feeling, but I don't know if they were absent. Like if they were absent, if I would have the same feeling and appreciation for. 
the riffs. Right. Because then it would just, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it. yeah, they're, they're definitely, um, I think, third song maybe, like, the main riff, it, it just sounded silly. Yeah. I, I guess I was able to get get through that and just still enjoy the album. Because because I think part of it is all that, that extra layer of just, like, stuff. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> But it's like it's, it's a like vacuum beeps, cleaner, beeps and bloops maybe, and like I don't know. But there, yeah, there's stuff there, and I don't know what the stuff is. Yeah, it's like it's more specific than white noise, but like just barely. It's 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 <laughs> yes, barely more specific than white noise. Yeah, the album exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they probably were just it's static doing drugs. HD. Static. HD. <laughs> 4K. <laughs> static. I, real, I really enjoyed the album. Yeah, it was good. Just go in understanding that there's chunks of just not too far from Wall of Noise, but yeah. it doesn't last forever, and the payoff is worth it. Yeah. It's it's a weird album. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Like, so, so if you're... In the mood for something a little different, something you may not have listened to before. Yeah. I think it's a good choice. It's funny. I guess it's not funny. Um, because, well, I guess there's turmoil with the members in some fashion yeah. that I'm not fully aware of. But they were on the, I guess, say, medium or long list for Mass Destruction Metal Fest. Oh, yeah. For me to reach out to. Oh. Uh, but I reached out to a friend who might know one of the members to kind of do a connect and they're like, uh, there's some turmoil there. So maybe just write it out and let the band figure, figure out what out. they need to figure out. Well, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, did they so, ever figure it out? I never reached out. Oh, so, oh, well. and I'm not going to, because as far as I understand, there's contention things. Yeah. Okay. So, well, oh, well, yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen. That's why I'm bringing it up. Ver- it's like anecdote. <laughs> Story time about things that won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Relevant. Yeah. But, you know, I, I would be interested, like, even though it's not going to happen, I would have been interested in seeing, like, how they do some of this stuff live. Right. It has to be, there, so much of it has to be, like, pre-recorded yeah, shit. it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. They're not going to have someone up there. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> this is how one guy going, shh. <laughs> I could see that <laughs> with this band. I could see them. You could be that person. Yeah. No, they need five guys. So when like one person needs to take a breath, another can take, <laughs> take over. So it's like <laughs> point, point, point. Yep. Like uh, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I'm gonna take a breath now. Your turn. That doesn't sound very HD at all. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Is, is very uh, analog. Yes, that's a funny word. Analog. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Anal. Analog. It's poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just poop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it sucks. Why does anybody use analog? It's shitty. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> oh, those those poor poor musicians of the past. 
having to like record on poop. They have to writhe in the muck. Murk. <laughs> Murk. Murk. Yes, yes. Yeah. They're writhing in the murk of analog. <laughs> Do you think they produce an analog? Like each time they, they go in for a session. They have to. Yeah, it's just a fresh anal log. <laughs> yeah. At the studio. Laying down tracks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had to like time it with each member so that there's, there's no no uh interruption. It's like one log gets disconnected and then the next log immediately follows. Conveyor belt here? Yes. <laughs> real to real. <laughs> oh, sucks to be the guy who has to like splice tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means pressing it. <laughs> mush, mush, mush. <laughs> so I guess if 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 the recording. Goes gold, you really can polish a turd, can't you? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, know, you know, okay, like editing, like old school film where they like take exacto knives. Yes. Like, yeah, but now it's like they're, they're taking an exacto knife to a lot of shit. <laughs> and then what happens if the dude has diarrhea? Well, that's. That's jazz. That's jazz? That's jazz. That's, that's what jazz is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just diarrhea. <laughs> and then you just kind of like push it together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, and now you you have a little, uh, a little piece of uh, music history. Yes. You're welcome. So this, you know, this is a complete waste of your time. It was educational. <laughs> We love you. Bye. Dingus and Dongus. They mock